This is episode number 14, Submitting to the Process. This podcast was long, so what I had to do is chop it up. So you're going to get part one here in uh, 14, episode 14, and then episode 15 will be part two. So enjoy. What's going on? This is Quaman Fowler coming to you, and I appreciate you for chiming in once again for another Texas Tenor Music Podcast. And um, in this particular episode, I wanted to go into talking about the process. Now, there's a lot of different processes that we go through in our lives, just uh, from the standpoint of just the individual uh, things that we have to deal with, you know, in terms of being uh, a man or a woman, you know, there's a process that we go through in relationships. There's a process we go through when when we get married. You know, there's a process we go through once we become parents. You know, there's a process that we go through as uh, individual musicians, and there's also a process that we go through when we uh, have a group, you know, and even there are some processes that we go through once we uh, become uh, self-employed, you know, and so I wanted to talk about a, a lot of these things or these different aspects, and I'll talk to you about some of the things that I've learned as I've been going through my process, and um Before we get into it, I just want to talk about, uh, share some news updates. One of the the things that I've been working on in the last week is my new uh, logo, Texas Tenor logo, uh, Texas Tenor Music logo. Um, And so I've been having uh, a designer to uh, give me, he's, uh, you know, give me some different options. It was actually a few different designers that uh, hooked me up. And the site is uh, 99designs. It's pretty hip. It's not sponsored. Uh, This is not sponsored by them. But, uh, you know, I thought I'd share it. It's always cool to uh, try out these different websites where they give you, um, you know, different options of uh, getting your uh, things that you need done. And so um, on 99designs, it uh, allows for you to um, uh, submit the type of artwork or actually the project or the logo or design that you need. You just put the details and different um, designers will submit their design based on your criteria. And it's a contest, so you can um, share it with your friends, share it on Twitter, Facebook, and different places and get people to vote on the one that they like. So uh, that's what I've been doing all last week. And I uh, arrived at a really cool design for Texas Tenor Music. So uh, I'm going to be updating all of my social media platforms with with that new logo. And it's pretty exciting. It's pretty hip to to see your ideas, your concepts that you have in your head, you know, come to life in a design and it inspire other people. And so... Um, that's a part of the, the whole process, too, um, when you develop as a, as a business person, you know, getting your branding together. But um, also, some other news is um, uh, Texas Tenor Music Academy is uh, the place where you can uh, get performances and also music educational videos from myself and, 
and some friends, some uh, professional friends of mine. Um, I have been um, working on that this summer just so that I can make sure, um, you know, not only the people who um, are, want to have access to Jazz Webshed, you know, you can get that content inside of Texas Tenor Music Academy, but also EWE uh, lessons I have available inside uh, Texas Tenor Music Academy. And um, I, I like uh, this particular platform that I switched to to be able to house all of my videos there. So I also have some performance videos in there as well. And you can check that out. You can start your free trial. And if you want to join, I would love to have you. And once you do, I'll add you to my private uh, Facebook group for all those that are members. And this is my students that I take lessons, that, they, that take lessons with me as well uh, through Skype or uh, the guys who come to the studio and take lessons with me. You'll be able to uh, hang out there with those people. So that's Texas Tenor Music Academy. Um, also, I want to tell people about that app that I have, which is Texas Tenor Music app, which is also still available um, in the App Store, uh, Android, uh, Google Play, and also um, you can check it out uh, at the Apple, the Apple Store. So um, go check out that, and um, you know that's a good resource. My radio station is in there, Texas Tenor uh, Radio, and that's where I have uh, recordings that I've done with other musicians as well as my own recordings. You can check that out um, there as well. So um, that's the news for, for now. Um, now we can go into what I wanted to talk about. So now let's talk about this, this process. So um, I wrote this quote, and um, it said... Uh, in order to get through the process, you've got to submit to the process. And so here's the deal. And I was talking with uh, some friends, and we were just talking about the different steps needed to go through in business. And I actually put up a video uh, last week. And this has been the theme throughout the week is just these steps and process and so um, I was thinking about, um, from talking with some of my, my friends, we were talking about business and just the steps that it takes to, to really get a business off the ground. And so I've been doing music since, I mean, I've been doing it a long time. And even like, I guess, the music business, when I was 15, I, I was making tapes and selling the tapes, I would package them up and everything, you know. Me and my mom, we would go to Office Depot and get all the supplies, and we would put the cassettes together and put the little insert in there. We would print it off on the printer, and uh, we would cut them, cut them out. I think they had, like, you could go to Office Depot and get the supplies for the inserts and stuff like that, the Memorex inserts and all of that. We did that, and so... So it was it was something business is something that I've always kind of been into. Um, and of course, because of the industry changing because of the technology and the new uh, ways of going about things, it always has you shift. 
and uh, you have to keep up with um, what's going on and, and pay attention to your consumer and uh, just see uh, how they are actually accessing um, the res- the ac- accessing the products or, or services that you have to offer. So there's always a flux, a state of um, change going on. But, you know, when we get into business or actually when we step into anything, we don't, a lot of times we don't uh, think about the changes that might have to, uh, that have to occur. We're, we're thinking about, hey, I just want to do this. This is where my passion is. And um, that's what I'm going to do and make money from it. And so <laughs> it's not that simple because I, I remember I talked about uh, in a lesson in, in Texas Tenor Music Academy on business, and I was talking about the different hats that we have to uh, wear as a technician, a, um, uh, a with a, a manager, and also a business owner. And so those three hats are, are different areas, different areas of focus, because when you're a technician, basically you just focus on doing the work. When you're a manager, you have to uh, manage those people who do the work. And then when you are a business owner, you're the visionary for the direction for where the company is going. You're not really doing the work or managing the people. You're just giving vision, casting vision, and those managers will uh, give the instructions or organize how the work is going to be executed. And so when you first get started with anything, uh, you got to go through your stages. And I was talking, uh, well, I actually did a video um, uh, it's been a year or so back. It's called the four levels of competence. And so in everything that we do, we learn new new skills or learn how to do something or play an instrument or something like that. You know, we go through these four levels of competence. The first one is uh, in, unconsciously incompetent. And so at that level, you're not even aware of what you don't know how to do. Um, so if you start playing on an instrument, um, like let's say the saxophone, you might not know how to blow it, you might not know what a reed is, you might not know what the fingering for a G is and all of that. And so what happens is um, you might get a book or you might take a lesson with a teacher and he'll show you how to make your embouchure, he'll show you um, the the way to hold it, he'll show you how to blow and shape your 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 mouth and and um and everything like that you know show you the different pieces that go together so once you've been informed about um how to put the instrument together and how to play it or blow and finger the notes then you move from that first level to the second level and that second level is called uh consciously incompetent and that's where you are aware of what you don't know how to do and so if you practice and you keep getting better and better and go through that process and you would move on to that third level, which is consciously competent. Now you are aware of uh, knowing how to do something. And so if you keep practicing, you keep getting it, you know, habit is, is the way creating habits for yourself. Um, when it comes to practicing and and, uh, 
and learning new things. Once this becomes a habit and you enjoy the process, then you might move to that fourth level, which is unconsciously competent. And that's the that's the place where you don't have to think about it. It's just kind of natural. You, you're not consciously aware of how good you are or how you're executing a certain thing because um, you've just done it so much, you know, it's just second nature, like what they say. And so we're like this in a, in a different, in different areas. You know, we can be, uh, if you think it, think about it when it applies to learning how to drive a car, you know, uh, or stick shift, you know what I'm saying? There was a time when you had to consciously think about go easy in on that clutch and then shift the gears and give it gas a little bit and kind of take that left foot up and push the right foot down on the accelerator. You know, there was a time when you had to really think about it, but now it might you might not have to think about it. You just do it. It's, it's second nature. But the thing about it, you went through a process to get to that point. And so a lot of times, especially when we get older, we want to be streamlined when it can when it comes to processes we want everything to kind of go smoothly but we're not competent in every area even as a musician i might be uh, at a certain level of of mastery i guess what you can say at the saxophone but when it comes to to the piano i might be at a um advanced or or intermediate level and when I get to the base I'm at a beginner level and so no matter what um, instrument I'm at you know there's always a process that I have to go through in order to move up the 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 chain or move up to the levels you know to that to the next level you always have to sound bad before you can sound good you got to sound good before you can sound great and so the same principle applies to um you know relationships too you know there's a time when me and my wife were friends you know and we had to learn each other and the more we uh felt each other in terms of um hanging out with each other and the conversations got deeper and you you know we felt more comfortable with each other it's like dang we wanted to go to that next level we we had to get engaged and we waited a year and then we got married and so and then even with going through um you know you go through a process in in marriage because you know you have that season where you're uh single i mean i'm sorry when you're um you know, married to each other and and it's no kids. So you can enjoy hanging out, going out to eat and um, hanging out with other couples or or, or whatever. You know, you got your freedom, even individually. Y'all can go and do your thing. I can go in here and practice and be in the studio. My wife can be making jewelry or doing whatever she wants to do. And that's great. But then there's a season where it it changes when you have some kids. Then it's like it shifts. All our focus is really about taking care of that kid, you know, and the the time that we that we spend, uh, especially from my, from my standpoint as a as a man, you know, I gotta work. I gotta make ends meet, you know, to provide for my family. Where you know there was a process that I had to go through and get to a point to where okay, it's time to buckle down and 
change some things up. And so that even goes into talking about uh, the the process with with business. But let me get let me get let me get to it. I wrote down some some notes uh, just to keep me on track so that I don't um, get ahead of myself. So here this this process when I was saying you got to submit to the process first uh, before you can get through it because sometimes we get so overwhelmed or even distracted by other people and what they're doing, especially in this day and age because we got the Facebook. Twitter and Snapchat, you know, we got social media. So it's always a thing where uh, everybody is seeing what everybody else is doing. And so that can be um, kind of uh, distracting, (laughs) to say the least, because you're seeing what other people are doing and it's causing you to not focus on what you need to do. And so in order to get to a certain level um, with anything, you got to have focused attention on it okay so let's take this for instance this is youtube and if you're listening to the audio version now at that time you know you might be on itunes or the podcast app or soundcloud or wherever but there was a process there was a um uh what you call it an evolution (laughs) that took place on the internet you know when youtube hit in uh what 2006 you know People didn't even know, well, people were learning what to do with that platform because people were uploading music on there and people were just doing random videos and putting them up there. And then people were putting copyrighted material up there. And so there was a process that the industry had to go through just to adjust to the change in this new phenomenon. There was a process of peeping out what the consumers was doing and what the business people were doing and even Facebook. There was a time when I remember there wasn't any ads on Facebook. People was just on there hanging out. Even with Google, there was a time when I don't remember I don't remember any ads popping up. But there was a process that happened with um with the companies looking at the behavior of the people and then adjusting their business model around the habits of the people. And so that's a very important important nugget because no matter where you are in your um, profession or in your level, it's, it's a thing that you have to think about the behavior of your audience. So think about it. It works hand in hand because it's, it's a relationship. Um, you know, we have a persona as creators, um, whether it's uh, in entertainment or, or anything, you know, a teacher or, or whatever. We have a certain persona to those people who we uh, serve or who um, is our consumer or the, p- the people who are into what we do. We have a certain uh, way or impression that we make on those people. And so what happens is um, sometimes if you're in the mode of just thinking about your um, your being a technician and thinking about your work, uh, you know, quite naturally you're not thinking about how you how you're being perceived. And so for a long time, uh, when I focused hard on music, that's what I did. I wasn't thinking about the 
the how let's say how um let's see how deep my music was per se i wasn't really thinking about how it would have an impression on someone who's not uh musically educated you know who's not a a music teacher or a music student you know i wasn't thinking about that you got people who want to listen to music and just enjoy they can't digest the jazz because there's too much going on people are used to hearing uh stuff that doesn't have that many chords in or music that has that doesn't have many chords in it or melody that they can sing or, you know and it's it's one of those things as a as a trained musician or a highly skilled musician we look at it from the standpoint a lot of times for our gratification. And so with jazz, it appeals to a higher class, I guess you could say, of uh, people or, you know, usually you would see jazz or hear jazz in a museum or in a place like a school, you know, or something like that, classical music, of course, is, is the same. You study those type of music, but when it comes to pop culture and where the people are in terms of the masses, they're way, it's like the, the, the level of the music is like way low, is, is, is down, you know. And so, but anyway, I'm just giving you some perspective on, you know, this whole process thing. And even from being a musician and having to make that shift from not just thinking about creating this killing music that's appealing to me and my music my music friends, but thinking about those people who um, are not musically educated. And so that was a process that I had to go through um, in just uh, changing my format and focusing on uh, appealing to a different audience. Because that's the thing, too, and you learn this in, in um, business. You, you learn that, uh, well, first of all, you have to know your target, your target audience and look at the people who are supporting you and who, who want to support you. And from my standpoint, this is where when you nail down what your niche is, um, you, you know, a lot of times you got to think about, um, like, what – type of people are going to want, you know, since I'm a musician, we'll talk about what type of people are going to want my music, okay? And so um, also, you know, I'm a Christian. A lot of my support comes from the church, you know, since, the, since when I was little, I got my start in church. Of course, I've played in other venues and for other audiences and people support just as much, but it's always been the church that has been a big supporter. And so for the longest time, I would focus, most all of my albums have original music on it. I mean, I've recorded, you know, a couple of, um, uh, you know, songs that wasn't original, but for the most part, um, the most of my albums have originals. The only one that doesn't have as much originals on it is um, the one uh, blues. I was going to say blues at Bohemian. It's on uh, live and uncut. Live live and uncut was done in D.C. at Bohemian Caverns. But anyway, um, that was a gig that I did, and I turned it into a uh, a, a album. But um, 
But what I was going to say is um, the church, so my mom would always stay on me. It's like, you need to, you know, do some gospel. <laughs> and basically what she's saying is you need to do some hymns. You need to do some music that people are used to hearing in her age group that they came up on. Blessed Assurance, Amazing Grace, Great is Thy Faithfulness, Lord, I'm Available to You, My Tribute, you know, those type of songs in the garden. All of those songs were hymns that I grew up on as a kid. And so um, the when I go to a church, especially, they always ask, do you have any gospel on there? Of course, when I have to interpret that, they mean, do I have any hymns? <laughs> and so from thinking about that from the outside in, then you put yourself in those situations like what is that audience like what are their you what are they uh used to you know what would they really support um and you got to think about that you know and keep that in mind as a business person you know if you want to be uh one who continues to to thrive in your business you have to pay attention to the the, what your audience wants and that goes into when I was talking about Google and, and Facebook because you look at now what's going on when you go Google something it finishes your statement for you it knows what you want <laughs> you can just put in a little bit like find a uh, video about lawn care you know and it'll have a list of stuff about lawn care and also, you know, you can click on the top uh, links in Google or, or go to YouTube and you see it's suggested videos once you watch one. So it's all over the place because they've studied the, 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 the behavior or the, the things that people are searching for, especially with Facebook, because Facebook, you know, uh, we put everything up there. You put who you're friends with, what you like. Um, they've even got the faces now. You can you can even put if you loved it, your heart, or if you're excited about it, you know. But think about it. Always put yourself, um, you know, have some perspective. Look outside of your ex yourself. So think about it. You might be one who doesn't have a business, but you enjoy Facebook uh, because of the social aspect. You just want to see, you want to hang out and see what everybody else is doing. You know, and so that's great, but you're giving data to Facebook and those uh, that data is what these businesses are using. So when they create an ad, they're appealing to to you because they know what you like. They know what books you like to read. You like these pages. So you can actually from the business standpoint, you can put find people who like um uh, who like, let's see, Harry Potter or people who like Lord of the Rings, you know, and they got all these groups of people who are all into that. And so what, what people do, the businesses, if they have some new book or some new movie or something related to that that you like, it'll show up in your news feed. And um, if you go to Amazon and look up something, you'll look on that or go back to Facebook and you'll see it right there on the side, you know, it follows you. They call that retargeting. And so, you know, that's 
that's what happens now. Of course, the technology has caught caught up with um, you know the ideas that people have had to where you can do anything. You know, is the technology therefore? And so, but to bring it back into what I was talking about from my standpoint, um, seeing how the culture has has changed and the technology has kind of um, moved people into this way of operating where we really rely on these mobile devices uh, a whole lot. And so even with when it comes to music, you know, people listen to music on their phones now. There's no physical CD, although I still sell CDs, you know, which is, uh, 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 you know, that's how I make a lot of money from my uh, product. You know, it's when I do a live performance, people buy CDs, which is great because, you know, it's always an aspect where people still want something physical. You can have the the digital stuff, but people still want something physical. And um, this is all a learning process um, when you're in business because as a musician, um, you're always trying to think where well, you're thinking in the back of your mind is like man I want to make money off of my music but you know if I press up a thousand CDs you know nobody's going to buy the CDs from my website but at the same time when you play live gigs that's your opportunity to sell the CDs but you know across the world you know if you don't put it on uh, iTunes people won't find out about it or people are used to going to iTunes or going to Google Play or going to Amazon and playing their music because these big companies has created they've they have created the um the technology and stuff that has um you know made things convenient for the consumer. So that concludes this part 1 of the submitting to the process uh, podcast. We will continue on to the next uh, part in the next episode, episode number 15. If you like this podcast, make sure you rate this podcast five stars. I really appreciate your support. I'm Quaman Fowler, and we'll see you again on another Texas Tenor podcast.